Farm Foundation is an outreach of the Permanent Baptist Churches of DeKalb County. New Bildad Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Seven Springs community on New Bildad Road each Sunday morning at 10.30, Sunday night at 6, and Wednesday night at 6.30. The Mount View Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Shiny Rock community on Old Blue Springs Road each Sunday morning at 10.30. Your speaker today is Elder Joseph Arnold, pastor at the New Bildad Church. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So, just to give a thought to where we're going today, we're supposed to present our bodies, the best that we have, a living sacrifice. God has not asked you to do something that you cannot do. He's asked you to do what you're able. There's a big difference in those things. There are some things that I'm not able to do. And there are some things that you'll be better to do better doing than I will be. But he's said to present your body a living sacrifice. Your reasonable service. The best you can render. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, faith is a gift of God, and he's made it. if God measured it and has dealt it to every man, he knows how much. Right. Yeah. You remember the apostle said, increase our faith? My brothers and sisters, if God measured it beforehand, he knew how much you needed. Right. Right. It's the use of it that counts. Amen. How much do you need? Well, God knows exactly how much you need before he put it in there. But what are we going to do with it? For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. We're together. You build that church, we're one body formed to follow the Lord. We have different things but it's all to one thing. We're different body, we're different people with different ability, and it all comes together for one purpose, and that's glorifying your king. Amen. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us. Now, let me pause right there. It says we have many gifts differing. Now, I like sports. Brother Johnny back there played football in high school. And my son has played basketball. You know all those guys do not do the same thing? That my son was a wing player in elementary school in basketball. He didn't do the same thing that point guard does. He didn't do what the big taller guys did down low. He had a job that was specific to what he could do. Johnny was a center. And he had something different. He didn't quarterback in throw. But he had a job specific to what his ability was. Well, brothers and sisters, us in the church, we have an obligation to God according to our abilities of what we can do. And here they are. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. 
that a lot of people talk about prophecy as telling the future. This one is not exactly that. But it can in turn have a portion. It is having a wisdom, a discernment to the outcome of what you're doing. Give me an example. This is from the book of King, First Kings. When Solomon had a issue among two women, both claiming the same child was theirs. What did Solomon know about the outcome of what he was going to propose? He knew one would do one way and the other would do another way. He proposed that they would cut the child in half and one person gets one half and the other person gets the other half. And he knew the mother of the child would not want to see the child harmed. That is what is under consideration here. Having a wisdom and a discernment to be able to present the knowledge that God has given us and know what the outcome will be. Not necessarily being able to tell the future, but knowing what the Scripture said about the outcome. Give me an example. If you know what's going to happen if you... Brothers and sisters, we need to be able to discern what is going to be good for us in the long run. Now, there are some people that are better at that than others. That's why it's called a gift in the church. Not everybody has this ability. In the book of Acts 18, you find Priscilla and Aquila. Now, they were women in the church. Not in the church service, though, but they expounded to one man more perfectly the Word of God. That doesn't mean that women should be preachers. But they had that ability to teach him what he needed to know. He had not known anything of any other baptism except John's. Did he need some instruction? Did God provide some instruction in some very unusual ways? Well, they're not really unusual. There's some women in Zion that need to teach women and the younger men the things that we need to know. In a home setting or 101. And there's some more about that moving on as we move toward the end. But it's having the ability to know. Have the answers of what this word says. And then to teach it. Which we're going to get to teaching in a moment though. Verse 7. Oral ministry, let us wait on our ministering. What is the ministry? Now, a lot of people, when they think ministry, they're thinking about preaching from the pulpit. This is not what's under consideration here. The ministry is service. One of the, another term of it is what the deacons did in the book of Acts chapter 6. And what they were set aside for. And brothers and sisters, we can all do that. Whether we're brothers or sisters. But there are going to be some that are a little better at than others. Those that are able to serve those in need. Those that are going to provide their best of their ability in this church setting. To help with perhaps physical things in the building. Perhaps things outside the building. Brother Ronnie comes and mows. Those things that are necessary for the church to function in the right way. 
we're to be servants one of another. But there are some of us that are going to be better at than others. Teaching. Or either teacheth on teaching. Now, is that exclusively only to the gospel minister? What do you think? Let's take a look and see what it says in the book of Colossians chapter 3. And verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And I made mention of that yesterday. How's the word of Christ going to dwell in you richly if you're not prepared to dwell in it? But there again... If you've left the Word of Christ to well in you originally, and you've studied it, you've examined it, and tried to get a better understanding of it, what are you going to do with it? Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Did it say just the gospel minister to do that? He said, everybody in the church of Colossae, teach one another. Now there's some of them that's going to be able to do it better than others. And brothers and sisters, we need to know who those are to teach one another in the church. But there again, you parents, teach your children. You say, but I don't know what to say. Neither did Moses. That's what Moses said. I can't speak. We need to be teaching one another. Encouraging one another. But that's coming in a moment too. All of it comes together, brothers and sisters. Because let me ask let me tell you one thing. How many of you remember the five talent, two talent, one talent man? If you do what you're able to do at the best of your ability you may gain another talent. If you're able to provide prophecy and that wisdom to discern, you might become a better better teacher. It may help you in ministering one to another. Is that possible? Is is the Lord able to bless in that way? So I'm... I'm trying to encourage everyone to do what you're able, and if you do what you're able, the Lord might bless you to do more. Here's one of my favorites. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. Who was one of the best ones you'll ever find in Scriptures? Absolutely, Barnabas. Because what did Barnabas do? The Apostle Paul, when he was first converted... Who was the one that come to Paul's side to provide comfort and encouragement to the Apostle Paul? It was Barnabas. Now as you continue, as you see, Paul's ministry begin to take off. You see more and more of Paul and less and less of Barnabas. Was Barnabas jealous of us? No. He knew what his role was. Paul had become... Very well known as a minister. He has, the Lord had blessed him greatly as a minister to go and do the things that he was supposed to do. And Paul and Barnabas have decided they're going to go back and check on these churches they started on their last journey. On their last journey, they did have John Mark. And he left. He got scared. You ever been there? The Apostle Paul... 
was able to encourage one another, and he was able to already preach, and the Lord had blessed him in an amazing way. Barnabas was needed at the side of John Mark to teach John Mark the same things. He was an encouragement to John Mark to the point that the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, bring him with thee. He is profitable to me in the ministry. He would have never been profitable to the Apostle Paul in the ministry had Barnabas not taught him. And also, how how much more was John Mark beyond that? He was a very constant companion with another apostle. The Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter probably told him the story of Christ. Told him the things that he knew of Christ. And that John Mark pinned it down. And is now known as the Gospel of Mark. How important was Barnabas' work as an exhortation, as a person that gives encouragement and gives comfort to those that need it? How much better would we be if we did the same thing? And those of us that are good at it, do it. The key to it is your reasonable service. Do what you can. Leave the results up to God. Amen. He that or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Simplicity means a single desire and a single motive. The motive is not to be seen of men or get a pat on the back. But what did the what did he say about it? Let's go to the book of Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven, a very familiar passage of scripture. Back of verse six. But I say, he which showeth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. There again it's talking about how much you put in is gonna be how much you get out. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Why would you be a cheerful giver? Look to the cross of Calvary and see what God gave you. God loves a cheerful giver. Because, brothers and sisters, we all give thanks. Our giving ought to be based on Jesus. He that ruleth with diligence. I got this from Elder uh, Vernon Johnson. I got two quotes by him for the last two. The gift of ruling includes an aptitude for presiding. It also includes an inclination toward organizing... It may involve the ability to direct others. Rulers have good people skills. What does someone that ruleth do well? They keep things organized. And do it to the honor and glory of God. That, do, Brothers and sisters, he that ruleth is not talking about someone having been an overlord. It's someone who is able to 
see a need and provide it. Organize and not have utter chaos. That's a gift. That's what it says. It's a thing that I'm not very good at. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really great at ruling. But this is based on what God is able to bless us to do. And do what you are able. I'm not going to tell you to do something that you cannot do. But the Lord is not either. And apparently there's somebody that's good at being a ruler. Otherwise he wouldn't have said that. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now that one is very interesting as well. Who is someone that shows mercy? This one is another quote from him. One who has the gift of showing mercy has the unique ability to suffer together with another. That is to show genuine empathy and to remain, yet remain functionally capable of caring for the one suffering. This is a unique gift. It is different than the gift of ministering. This gift specifically relates to addressing the needs of a member who is ill or is suffering grief. How many of you remember the story of the Good Samaritan? The Lord asked him, asked the man that he relayed this parable to of the Good Samaritan, who was his neighbor? What was the man's answer? I suppose the one that showed him mercy. Why was it considered mercy? Because the Good Samaritan stopped on the road that's known to have thieves. That's why the man's laying half dead. It's not a good place to be at the particular moment. And provided the things that that man needed. He supported him in his affliction. Does that sound familiar? Pure religion and undefiled before God is this, that you visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. If you can provide a meal, a prayer, a phone call, brothers and sisters, we can show mercy one to another. Amen. Has the Lord shown us great mercy? Yes. Can we do the same thing? Now, there's some that are uniquely able to do that as well. Those that care for the needy without asking. Brothers and sisters, all these things, every one of these gifts, any member can do. Now, there are going to be some members of this congregation They'll be better at some things than others. That's why they're considered as big gifts in the church. But brothers and sisters, do what you're able. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Do it because God gave you a sacrifice of His Son. He became sin that knew no sin, that you may be known in the righteousness of God. Is it worth it? Brothers and sisters, the Lord's been good to us. Amen. We had the meeting that we had this weekend to mark 200 
in nine years. It's not based on how good we are. It's based on how good He is. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Whatever you are able to do, do the best you can with what you've got. John Henry Thoreau said, everybody's got some such as I have. Whether it be encouraging one another, ministering, teaching. The aged are supposed to teach the younger. But then he also told uh, Timothy in the first... Timothy chapter 4 says, Let no man despise thy youth. So you young folks, if you know what the Lord said to do, do it. Amen. And show us older guys how it's supposed to be done. Why? Because the Lord said to do it. If the Lord said to do it, I believe we can. I believe if the Lord said to present your bodies a living sacrifice which is your reasonable service, we can do it. I believe if we can prophesy, do ministry, teach, exhort, give, rule, or show mercy. I believe the Lord said you can do that. It's not always easy. Because this goes beyond just us here. Because showing mercy later on in this chapter. If thine, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him, or if he thirsts, give him drink. Do it for your enemy? Yep. Yeah. Moving on. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another and with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Now, slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You know what it means to be fervent in spirit? It means to be hot, to boil. You ever boil hot dogs? When that water gets hot and it gets you rolling, when it gets hot like that, is it sitting still? That water is moving. And them hot dogs in that water are moving. They're wiggling around all over that pot. Brothers and sisters, we need to be boiling. We need to be hot. We need to have an action with our love. And them hot dogs might move. And they really better when they stop moving. Brothers and sisters... Can we help one another? Be fervent in helping one another? Teaching one another? Encouraging one another? Don't be surprised if they move. Just do it anyway. He told them to, in the book of Galatians, do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith. Brothers and sisters, let's help one another. Encourage one another. And if we do that, we do it to especially those of the household of faith, we'll do it to the ones that are outside this household of faith to encourage them as well. Are we able to do those things? He said it is your reasonable service in your context of your text to do what this book says. 
to the best of our abilities. Bring your such as I have and get God do the blessing of it to His honor and His glory. Let's do what we're able. May the Lord bless you and keep you as our prayer. Thank you for listening to The Firm Foundation. If you'd like more information about the Primitive Baptist Churches of this area, you can email me, newbuildedpbc at gmail.com. Join us next week to hear another Bible-based message on The Firm Foundation.